everybody. This is Hop Culture. We're the Hopkins sisters, Claire, Grace, Anne, and Tess, four sisters living in different time zones, recapping our lives, giving each other unsolicited advice, and hopefully giving you a laugh in the process. Who knows, if you stick around, we might even touch on something substantial along the way. Welcome back to another episode of Hop Culture. We hope you all had a fabulous Valentine's slash President's Day weekend and are ready to face the second half of February, which is always a little more bleak. Um, Today, we are excited to be talking about books that have left an impact on our lives. We have been wanting to do an episode about books because we think it's super interesting to hear what books really stick with other people after reading them. But it's a little intimidating to put your reading hall of fame out there. We almost titled this episode Life-Changing Books, but that seemed like it was promising way too much. Some of these are kind of lighthearted, but that's the great thing about reading. You never know what will stick with you. Yeah, we were a little, um, we were excited to do this episode, but I know I was kind of, when I said life-changing books, everybody else was like, oh no, because it's almost like the pressure of, I don't know, putting out there what you think are like the most important Uh, literary works of our time, which is definitely not what this is. It's supposed to just be like fun books that have stuck with us through the years. So we would love to hear feedback from you guys on this episode too. Um, You could share favorite childhood books, nonfiction that you've read, favorite novels, um, honestly anything that's kind of had an impact on you and that always sticks out in your memory. So head to our Instagram, hopculturepod, and we'll put up a post about this episode and you can comment with some of yours and maybe we'll share some next week. Okay, let's talk about some of our childhood experiences um, with reading. We definitely grew up with parents who loved to read and tried to instill a love of reading in us, Um, especially our mom. She really, really tried hard (laughs) to get (laughs) some of us. It tried so hard with you. (laughs) It stuck with some more than others. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I came around in the end, though. Um, So what are some of the books that you guys remember loving as a kid? Well, I feel I was like racking my brain for favorite picture books um, because I know there's a bunch. And so I don't want mom to think that like those didn't have an impact on me, too, because they definitely did. But I would say um, the first chapter book that I remember um, mom like reading to us and that really had a big impact on me was um, Little House on the Prairie, (laughs) just Mm -hmm. because I went through a an intense pioneer stage of my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you did. Big time. I don't know that I've fully come out of it, to be honest, but <laughs> like all things pioneer, loved Little House on the Prairie, loved the Kirsten American Girl doll books, loved Oregon Trail, <laughs> loved all of it. I loved yeah, all the pioneer loved, stuff. Yeah, loved making us like pack up all of our toys and mm-hmm. pretend we were on the run. Yeah, we played Pioneers a lot, and they were usually, like, running away from something. But I just loved anything to do with Pioneers and just, like, the the quaintness of that they, like, poured maple syrup on the snow to make candy. And, like, I definitely yeah, romanticized. Yeah, I was fascinated by that. Yeah, anything to do with uh, Pioneers really had Yeah, Little House on the me. Prairie is, like, the first book I remember getting in trouble for reading probably the only book I got well no there were I was gonna say you had oodles <laughs> um but I remember it was like winter time and my bedroom was right below mom and dad's and so they could see my window the light reflecting on the snow so they knew I was staying up too late reading and so I, 
after that, I would take Little House on the Prairie into our laundry room that doesn't have any windows, and I would just like sit in there until super late reading it. Because yeah, those books, those are super good. If you want like a super interesting Facebook group to join, there's these, there's this group <laughs> called like Remembering the Real Laura Ingalls Wilder, and it's just super fans of the books, Whoa. and they are wacky. It's, it's so good. A crazy oh crew. Yeah, it's the best group. There's conferences. I love people that are like super passionate about something, though. That's like yeah. my favorite thing. No, like I genuinely enjoy being a part of it. I don't ever comment, <laughs> but I like I like lurking. I love that. Yeah, Grace, what are some... Because I feel like Tess probably had different ones mm-hmm. that she remembers because she was so much littler, you know, so mom probably read like different yeah. things to her. But Grace and I probably have a lot of the same kinds of books we read as kids. Are there any that stick out for you, Grace? Oh, uh, we read a lot of Babysitter's Club and Babysitter's mm-hmm. Club Little Sister. Mm-hmm. I think you probably read the Babysitter's Club and I was like the little sister. I'm the little sister. No, I liked Karen. <laughs> yeah, I was I don't I think I liked totally Karen. get down. Was, yeah, nobody liked Karen. Yeah, that's the that's She was the a truth. Karen. She was kind of Yeah, she's the original Karen. Seriously. <laughs> she's to blame. She's to blame. Yeah, she was kind of annoying for some reason. Mm-hmm. I don't know. If you guys could pick like a babysitter that you resonate with who would you say you're the most like stacy probably for math oh yeah she liked math that was kind of what gave her like what rounded out her character you know it's mm-hmm. like fashion but i also am good at math so and the diabetes i was very her very diabetes was worried scary. about i don't have diabetes, diabetes. Yeah. <laughs> just throwing that out just there just throwing that out there <laughs> but no she yeah i i wish i was a stacy but i know i'm a christy who would i be <laughs> I used to think of you as like a Marianne, but Aww. I feel like nowadays you're kind of like a Claudia, maybe, or maybe really? just a Stacy. Anne is an actual Stacy. As I say, Anne's Wait, an why am I Stacy? Guys, I don't remember anything. <gasps> I just watched the movie as a child. <laughs> yeah, I Tess doesn't even know these names I'm, that we're talking. I've about. never read it. No, Stacy's a fashionista. Like, she's cool from she New York. She was from New York. Yeah, she moved there to Stony Brook. And she really New liked York. math, and you are good at math. You are a lot more Stacy than me. That's just the only one that I had like even one connection with. Mm-hmm. Wow, I'm really flattered. Yeah, you are for sure Stacy. <laughs> yeah, like without a doubt. Thanks, guys. Um, Tess, I would say Tess is Claudia. Tess is Claudia. Tess is Claudia. Tess could be like Dawn. Interpret that for me. <laughs> or Dawn. Or Dawn. Yeah, but it could be Dawn. She more looks like Dawn, but I feel like she's more of a Claudia, kind of, I don't know, a mix of the two, probably. But yeah, I'm probably like a mix of Christy and Marianne, which is a bummer. (laughs) I don't think you're a Marianne. It is what it is. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, yeah, I remember reading, well, Grace, you read so many Goosebumps, too. Oh, Oh I love Goosebumps. You can't forget about Goosebumps. Goosebumps Sometimes they weren't scary. (laughs) Goosebumps would go from being like, I'd read them and think they were super fun, and then like one night I just end up in mom and dad's you'd room. snap yeah. i still think about i'm just like looking at one of the covers slappy do you remember slappy? <gasps> slappy oh that haunted you i i'm still haunted i still think about like his little footprints up on the ceiling oh going God. like from vent to vent oh my gosh i forgot about that i don't want to think about that either don't think about it Ella saw a Goosebumps like cover and she was like, what's that? And it, I was like, <gasps> well, I was like, you're never allowed to read those. And I said, ask Aunt Grace about Goosebumps because she read so many of those. <laughs> but mom tried to ban. She didn't like and I get it because I'm the same way now. But she didn't like us just reading like the same 
you know, those kind of like generic. They're very generic. Like they're so yeah. They all have the same format. They're so formulaic. And so she would try to get us to read. And I was just like, no, I want more Babysitter's Club. But I get <laughs> yeah. that because I'm the same way with Ella. I'm like, no more like Junie B. Jones or just like <laughs> Amelia Bedelia. Test you. Did you like the Mysterious Benedict Society? I loved the Mysterious Benedict Society. I remember reading those at the same time that you did. Yeah. I couldn't remember if I loved them and just tried to like project it onto you. No, <laughs> I loved like, them. And okay. Luke loves them too. And he still will reference things from the Mysterious Benedict Society. Like they were very impactful for him. <laughs> so no, I loved those though. I never read those. Yeah, Tess kind of, she, I feel like kind of was coming of age when all the really good like YA stuff was being written. Mm-hmm. It's true. So she's yeah. happy. All we had was millions of babysitters clubs. No, there were other, there were good ones, but um, I also had this book about natural disasters that really messed me up as a kid. And I like remember images from that book, like oh, Pompeii. Oh, we used I to remember play really talking about Pompeii. A lot. Yeah, yeah, we would play Avalanche, right? Claire'd be like Avalanche, oh, and we'd all have to yeah. like run away. <laughs> I was very worried about natural disasters, which is really great that I live in Ohio now because we don't really have any natural disasters. <laughs> no hurricanes, no earthquakes, no tornadoes. So there's no such thing as like the lake jumping up into a column and. Oh dear Grace, don't bring that up. I mean, not that I know of. I'm sure there could be. There could be, you know. But we don't have like a root, like you know, tornado season or whatever. But yeah, that natural disaster book really messed me up. Um, What about? uh, We got to talk about Harry Potter. Oh, obviously, that's one of the only books I read. (laughs) Did we all read them? Did Tess read them? What? What kind of question is that? Well. Here's the thing. Here's what I've noticed. I've noticed that people older than me, a lot of them didn't read them. And then people younger than me, it's not that they, it's not like you didn't read, but there were a lot of other like really good books coming out later. Like then there was like Hunger Games, Maze Runner. Like I just feel like the kind of, there was a a really, a slew of good like young adult books after Harry Potter. Twilight, mm-hmm. not that that was good, but that was like a huge, you know, another huge craze. Yeah. So I'm not casting shade. Just like I feel like if you are a millennial, you probably read Harry Potter, like for sure. Mm-hmm. If not, little Gen Z, they're just out there floundering. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when I was little, like probably like six or seven, I begged mom to let me go to like the midnight premiere of one of the movies with you guys. And I did not understand anything that was happening. And I was, I was really tired, but it was just so exciting. Like just the Harry Potter culture. I remember that. Yeah. When the movies were coming out and everyone would like, my friends and I would like knit scarves and Mm -hmm. like We'd take pictures and everyone would get their tickets and we'd all go together and go see you know the midnight showing and like I think that's the last time really that I went to like midnight showings yeah I'm not really into midnight yeah that, showings. I feel like there was a big like in high school Anna and I were like big into the midnight showing crowd. you guys were yeah we, yeah we got sucked in yeah and then after that I was like no this is not worth it <laughs> it is not no. worth it it's not worth it your house my, your one life. of my worst yeah. dreams I've ever had well it wasn't I don't know why it was a nightmare but like I was in calculus at the time 
and I had this dream that I was trying to take the derivative of this line that was Edward Cullen's head bobbing along a sign or like a cosine line and I was so frustrated because I couldn't figure out how to take the derivative and I was like that's one of my worst dreams so that was probably the last You're like, time I went never to that again <laughs> No, whenever people, like, after Harry Potter, whenever people would bring up, like, a midnight showing, I was like, nope, not interested. <laughs> I hate midnight showing so much. But, no, Harry Potter, it was. It was so fun to, like, get tickets. And, I mean, I just miss – I don't know if anything can, like, recreate how much fun Harry Potter was, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, going to the midnight releases of the books and just, like – it was so much fun. <laughs> I haven't been nothing could ever as excited about anything since Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, really. Like, and, and it cast you. It's like, it was like peaks and valleys because you would just be on this high, like when you got the book. And then remember when the seventh one, oh, like man. I was messed up for like a couple weeks. Like, I remember I Claire like, There's nothing to look sobbing mm-hmm. in like the back of our car because she <laughs> just finished the book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And we yeah, like, and then I was just like, "There's it. nothing to look forward to." I don't know. Do you remember Pottermore? That was yeah, right? I love it was Pottermore. it was so like low budget. Looking back on it now, but yeah. but I thought it was like the coolest website ever. <laughs> yeah, I I was having conversation with someone. I won't say who. And Harry Potter came up, and they were like, "Oh, nerds or something." And I was what? just like, "What?" I was I was honestly like, huh? "Wait, did they miss out on like the culture?" Shit? Like, I'm not offended. Not I don't mind cool being called a nerd nerds anymore. Yeah, I wasn't offended. I was just like, <laughs> "Huh?" It's it was just like the cultural revolution of our time. Like, oh, how you could call me a nerd, but whatever. Yeah, I um. I dated somebody that had not read the books, mm-hmm. and I I remember thinking kind of like, hmm, I don't know what to think about that. <laughs> like if you just <laughs> if you knew how much everybody else loved it, and you had no interest in like seeing what the buzz was about, I'm suspicious of people like that. But you can take that out too. <laughs> no, I want I, I want like all I like judgmental that. comments to stay. <laughs> I I don't judge people if they just like hate reading. It's more just I don't know. I guess I'm like if you were our age, and you were not interested at, in the slightest, I'm just like I just don't understand that because it was such a like fun big deal. But mm-hmm. I just remember Grace got them, I think for Easter. Yeah, and I wasn't into fantasy. I was all about like historical fiction at that age. And so I was just like, what are, and I, and dad read them. Didn't dad read them with you? Yeah. I, I think I read them first by myself, but then I feel like the whole family got into them at some point. Mm-hmm. You read them. And then I think dad read them and they, they weren't like super duper popular yet. Like they were gaining momentum, but I feel like mom yeah, had like the like heard about them somewhere. Yet. Yeah. The fourth book wasn't out yet. It was just the first three. And I remember hearing you and dad talk about like mudbloods and like, you know, McGonagall and just like hearing. And I was like, what in the world? And I thought it was so weird. Like, and then Hermione, I read one and I was like, and we got like Hermione, so shamed. I forgot. <laughs> dad called her Hermione. Dad still calls her Hermione. But yeah, you guys were the first ones to read it. And then the rest of us got into it. But yeah, Harry Potter. I mean, you can't really talk about books that had an impact on you without talking about Harry Potter. Did you guys ever read All of a Kind Family? Mom loves that book. Yes. I love those books. Yes. So I actually cute. bought that one for Ella and she wasn't really that into it. So I think I'm going to like wait till she's a little bit older and then. Yeah, wait a bit. Because it it's so cute for sisters. 
It's such a cute. They're such cute books. I don't know that they're really like super well known. I don't know. I don't maybe they, they are. are. But that yeah. one was like that has stuck with me as like one of my favorite books that mm-hmm. I read as a child. I such a cute time period book. too. Mm-hmm. Just so totally. Tender. Well, it. it's interesting because obviously, you know, it's aimed at children and they live in like a tenement on the Lower East Side. Mm-hmm. And um, for one thing, I thought all of like the Jewish holidays and stuff were super interesting. Like I loved reading about that. That's but all they're, I remember. Yeah, I, I like still remember some stuff from like, I feel like a lot of my information came from like that <laughs> book. But and, and remember the little Cracker Barrel yeah, that they and, would have and like pickles. A, oh, yeah. and pickles, and they would have like a penny, and they would get like so much with their penny. Yeah. <laughs> I would dream about those crackers. Yeah, I remember being like, those crackers sound so good. But it's interesting because I read, you know, kind of like the tenement, you know, time period, and then I read A Tree Grows in Brooklyn, which is another book that I really love. And I remember being, but I read that like probably in college or high school. And I was like, wait, this is way darker. Like (laughs) it was not as like rosy, you know, it was obviously like a very hard uh, lifestyle and like time period to live in. But um, no, those books, they're super cute, especially if you have all sisters. Well, did you guys read The Exiles? Yeah. (gasps) I love The Exiles. I read one. I love those books. They're so funny. Like they were the, probably the funniest books I read until adulthood they're such funny books <laughs> I think they're out of print now unfortunately oh, no. but yeah any book any series about like all sisters I feel like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like we yeah. always read <laughs> the Penderwicks do you remember that Tess? oh the Penderwicks such a good book obviously Little Women I read that when I was like I read that when I was young because mom <laughs> mom and I had a little book club where she, <laughs> she would pick a book and then we would read it together and that's so cute that's so cute so we read that that one when I was like probably 10 oh that's young for that book I feel like yeah I'm trying to do that with Ella but she doesn't (laughs) Ella chooses her own path yeah (laughs) I like pick books and try to get her to read them with me and she does but like it's not as rosy as I thought it was (laughs) maybe someday Okay, so what are some books that you read um, more like as a young adult or adult that have really stuck with you since we've talked more about like childhood books? Well, I'm looking at our list that people have come up with, and I feel like a lot of these are like serious books or like good <laughs> good books, and my contribution is Mistborn. Uh, have you no, guys ever read? Oh, yeah. Do you know Brandon Sanderson? Mm-hmm. I so yeah, him. if I were to describe the boys that I usually date in just one <laughs> sentence it could be fans of Brandon Sanderson <laughs> well he's a really good writer he's a really I mean, good it's writer but it's, it's not an insult but like there's a certain type of person that is like really that's like their Brandon identity Sanderson. kind of and so yeah. that's how I got introduced to it but I mean it has stuck around I love especially Mistborn but yeah he's a great writer yeah he's I I will admit it's not my cup of tea but I know that he's a really good writer, so I respect that. What, like, impacted you about Miss um, I don't know if it impacted me so much as I didn't really read anything for fun in college except that. Okay. And that's <laughs> the only example I have. <laughs> I respect that. Um, so this one is kind of heavy, but um, it's kind of obscure. It was a book when I was teaching junior high. 
I was down in the library, I think, with my class, and I just saw this book, and which I mean, I feel like in this day and age, like, I don't just pick books up off the shelf ever, you know, like, I see them on Instagram or I go on Goodreads, like, I have a list of books I want to read. I never just walk into the library and I'm like, oh, I'm just going to get this off the shelf, you know, but I saw this one and just grabbed it. And it's called Nothing to Envy Ordinary Lives in North Korea. And I just, I think it had such a big impact on me because I didn't know, I just didn't know anything about North Korea. Like it was, I I like books that introduce me to some, you know, like a culture or time period or something that I just didn't know anything about. And um, it was just so shocking. Like what, it's so underreported what life like that, what life there is really like for normal people. And I think it was just, it put me in this mindset of like, what would it be like to live in a place where you just have no idea what life could really look like, you know, like outside of this oppressive system. So I think it had a big impact on me because I was really inspired by the fact that the people there still like fight to be happy and fight fight to like love their families and take care of their families like they're they do their best with what they have it was kind of like the human spirit you know uh tries to overcome even just like these horrible situations that they're in but sorry that's kind of a downer (laughs) it really stuck with me like I've always remembered stuff from that book and I don't have I actually have a really I have a really good memory for um random things about like people I meet or whatever but plots and storylines I do not have a good memory for at all so if I can remember something it means that it had a big impact on me um so Anne I know we tease you that you don't like to read but I know that you do and lately you have been an impressive reader (laughs) yeah you've been like (laughs) yeah yeah I I've turned it around um well I started reading again because well not again <laughs> because I didn't know <laughs> you learned to read. I got into reading because actually um for Father's Day we did that thing where we each read one of dad's books and so I guess you could say that like dad's dad books. whoa dad's gonna <laughs> be so honored wow. I know he kind of got me into reading because I read his book and I was like oh this is actually like really nice to have something to do like well, because at that time, like Hazel was nursing in the night and I would have to like get up and I didn't really want to get on social media. And so I would just read and it was really nice. So then I kind of started um, reading a lot more. But um, one book that I think is like something that everyone should read is Intuitive Eating, um, which I actually read. <laughs> I haven't read the whole thing. I read like parts of it a long time ago. And I just believe wholeheartedly that like everyone, unless you have like a medical reason why you can't, you know, eat intuitively, you know, a certain way. But like, I think, you know, it's a concept that like everyone needs to know. Mm -hmm. I've been really interested. I haven't read it, but like it's been on my list. I'm kind of like, I think I like understand the concept. (laughs) I don't need to read it. Honestly, it's actually that complicated. Yeah, she is. I don't. I I, I need to read the book though. I've heard it's very good. Yeah, I I read it and I loved it. It was really like, and I thought that I knew a lot about intuitive eating, but then my nutrition professor suggested it, and it actually like, I don't know, it had some tips and some tricks that I didn't know about. So 
Yeah. yeah I just feel one. like so many people think you either have to like be on a diet or at least like count your calories and you can only eat this much per day. And it's like, you literally never have to count your calories. Like I used to look at the calories on, you know, when you order something from a restaurant or whatever, Mm -hmm. like a lot of times it'll say the calories if you're at like a fast food place or something. And I just don't even look, you know, you just eat Mm -hmm. what Mm -hmm. sounds good and then you don't overeat. I feel like the perception is like either you are like very aware of what you're eating and kind of like keeping track or you're just completely like derailed control. You know, it seems like extremes, like either either it's like, well, you're either just eat whatever you want anytime and eat junk all the time or you're like very disciplined. And I'm Mm -hmm. just like, there has to be a happy medium. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's just nice to like like, not even think about. I think about trying to include mm -hmm. healthy food. Like, you know, fruits and vegetables when I'm planning our meals. But other than that, like, I just don't have to, like, think too much about food. And that's really nice. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, Tess, what about you? What's something that you've read? Uh, you've had a shorter time period of being a an adult than the rest of us. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. This is unfair. Um, Luke told me that I should submit the Norton Anthology of English Literature. <gasps> I had to read those I know, college. that's all he sees me reading all the they're time. They're like this big. <laughs> yeah, they're oh, huge. Oh, they're so And there's so like big. 10 of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not going to submit that one. I, um, I'm having a hard time deciding. There's a book called Quiet by Susan Cain. Oh, I've heard of that. Um, yeah, it was a good, it was a good book for me because... Um, it's all about being an introvert, which um, isn't really like your pers- like how you come across to people as much as like you know where you get your energy. And it was just really interesting. Like the she explains how introverts um, what they add to the world and just very like it was validating. Yeah, it was very validating. That's awesome. Um, and then. One more is this children's book called Love by Matt de la Pena. And um, have you read it? No, it's just going to be sad or like it's, sweet. It's sweet. It's so sweet. It makes you cry. Um, it's just like, where is love in the world? Like, just oh, like no. where all the places that you can find love and what love oh, is. Clearly and it's already so, crying. It's so touching. It's so touching. I'm Googling Get it, it right for now. Ella. Where is love? Where is no, it's love? just like, no, that's just by the black eyed peas. <laughs> um, it's called Love. Just love. By Matt by De La Pena. Oh, okay. I'm looking it up. Do we have to are we doing this on the on podcast? <laughs> um That sounds so sweet. I love that. Uh should we go on to our weekly wins? Totally. Who wants to start? Uh, let's start off with Tess. Yeah, so I um, got the Magnolia Cookbook by Joanna Gaines mm. for as a Christmas present. Um, and it's the cutest cookbook. It has a ton of really delicious looking recipes. And I'm working my way through them. And her banana bread. I was going to so tell good. you about the banana bread. It's really oh, good. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. My friend makes God. it and it's so good. It's, it's like, so good. It's yeah. the perfect banana bread. Mm-hmm. And I, I like that you make it, you make it in like a little, 
like um, nine by nine pan instead of like a traditional bread pan, and so you get like a perfect like it's crusty a crust all around, mm-hmm. and you get a lot of the top edge. It's so good. Yes, highly recommend that recipe too. Um, so I have um an an album. I feel very uh, distinguished. Oh. I know I'm not usually uh I'm more of a like. Sing, adding singles to playlist on Spotify kind of gal. So, um, no, this is um, by Yo-Yo Ma. Do you guys remember Yo-Yo Ma? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do remember? Uh, well, I like, just from playing the cello in junior high, He he's the only cellist I know. The only famous cellist <laughs> I know. So I've always felt an affinity for him. But he just released a new album in December called Songs of Comfort and Hope. And it's a direct response to covid like just the sadness oh. of the COVID like, you know, situation that we're in. And it's just beautiful. It's like just lovely songs, um, something nice to listen to. I don't know. I I kind of struggle with like things to listen to around the girls or on Sunday, you know, and sometimes mm-hmm. we just need something calm that's not bubble guppies or trolls or something. So, <laughs> uh, and I mean, the girls don't like it. I should clarify, sorry, Yo-Yo, if you're listening. Um, <laughs> they will come up and pause it on my phone when I'm trying to play it. But I love it and it's just really beautiful. And I think there's like nothing more wholesome than Yo-Yo Ma releasing an album to comfort everybody during COVID. <laughs> yes, so true. nice. I'm so excited to listen to that. Yeah. I'm going to look it up right after this um and do you have one yes <laughs> so I'm so sorry that literally all my weekly wins are food related That's um okay. we welcome that but I saw like a couple people on the same day making um cinnamon rolls and I got so bored that day it was a Sunday and you mm-hmm. know uh, Sunday's during yeah, winter pandemic, pandemic Sundays are hard. Winter, it's bad. So, um, so I was like, I'm gonna make cinnamon rolls, and so I just like googled and I found the recipe that was just like at the top. So I'm not saying I discovered this recipe, but they were so good. Um, it's the cinnamon copycat recipe by um, Tastes of Liv- Lizzie T. Mm. Tastes of Lizzie T dot com um you like pour cream over them so they get all like gooey but they're not disgustingly gooey because i actually don't really love cinnabon when yeah they're, they're a little much too far they're a little too yeah they're too gooey so these ones are like perfect <laughs> do you remember when tess was little <gasps> and she was doing that <laughs> yes! the apple fritter in the back I will of the never car that down. <laughs> and she just kept gagging like, seven. like it's really like good though it. <laughs> here someone tell the story because everyone okay i can over. tell the story because i was the only one there <laughs> that's a good point none of us were even there no it was just you were not no i was there no way i'm pretty sure i was there too. <laughs> i think you guys have just imagined it because you just told no. it so i have it in there. my mind but i know i wasn't there Claire wasn't but there. i can envision it <laughs> well okay so when i was little I had a really bad gag reflex, and I, um, I also threw up once because the bacon at a restaurant. I got a BLT, and it was like too chewy. <laughs> and I went, I went in the bathroom and threw up. But oh that's gosh. so that's just proof of how bad my gag reflex was. 
Um, and I couldn't deal with, like, undercooked or, like, too chewy of food. Um, and so our dad got me an apple fritter at the store when I was shopping with him. And then I was sitting in the back of the car and he could hear me, like, retching, like, gagging <laughs> in the back of the car. And he was like, are you okay, Tess? And I was like, yeah, I'm okay. It's just a little doughy. And then, and then I, he said he, like, kept driving and then I, I just, it was, like, so good that I just wanted to keep eating it, but it would make me gag, and so he'd hear me gagging again and tell me to stop, <laughs> I'd keep eating it, so that's, that's the story That's my that favorite I... part, is that you kept eating it, like, you were just it like, no, it's okay. <laughs> the Are you sure it was good. an apple fritter? Because I thought it was one of those cinnamon roll donuts. No, it was an um, apple fritter. I'm pretty sure it was an apple fritter. Mm-hmm. But I have, I've imagined it Claire wrong really all these years. There. I can you know, confirm because I went no there. Was there. It was an apple. Yeah, fritter. as a no as a direct eyewitness, I was in the front seat. <laughs> no, I, Ian, I was in the front seat. You must have been in the <laughs> yeah, back. Yeah, I don't think I was in the front seat. I was in the back. <laughs> no. no. Okay, this is getting too far. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny. Okay, Grace, what was your weekly win? Um, I have forgotten. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um. Mine is so I've been getting dinnerly boxes. Um Ooh, fancy. which again, not a sponsor, but uh <laughs> they're like HelloFresh or things like that. Um, but they're a little bit cheaper, which is nice. Um and for me, because like I live by myself, I don't I like cooking, but I don't like like grocery shopping or thinking about it, like planning. And so and then it's like I end up making a recipe and I have to eat that for like five nights and it's just kind of a pain. So this is great for me because it's, I get three different recipes each week and I get two portions of each one. So it's like, I have, have the same thing twice, but like, that's oh, a that good. that sounds nice though. Yeah. It's perfect. It's like, I get it once and then I have leftovers. So mm-hmm. yeah, I've been loving it and that's it's cheaper nice. for me than getting groceries because there's always a lot of waste mm-hmm. from like just making one thing. So that sounds yeah, so I love it. nice. What kinds of foods do they send you? Like, what uh, they, they send so their foods are really simple. Like that's one of the drawbacks. Um, like one of the recipes was a fettuccine alfredo with chicken, but the way that you made the fettuccine alfredo was just it was cream cheese mixed with garlic mixed with water. Oh no! <laughs> what? It tasted so good. <laughs> so it's like it's not worth it. But like at the I same love time, it is really simple is it just like recipes from like someone's word cookbook or something yeah like, it is. like a food subscription well, it's like three ingredients almost all the recipes are just like add garlic to some sort of like white cream and mm. that's like your sauce <laughs> but that's it works so funny i don't know it's well that's good. nice because i feel like a lot of the other ones i've never tried them never had the pleasure no i'm just kidding but we just have too many people in our family for it to make it like yeah. cost effective for us but um like a lot of them feel like they're trying to be fancy, mm-hmm. so maybe it's yeah. kind of nice to have some just kind of like quick, simple, yummy things. I just hate thinking of something. So if they just gave me options and I could just pick from those, that would be so nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. We used to do HelloFresh when we got like a deal on it, and it was um, it made it a lot cheaper, and oh, that was so nice, just not to have to like plan the dinner but they did kind of take longer than if I would have just made 
a dinner, like a really easy dinner <laughs> that mm-hmm. I planned, but um, they turned out really good. I just hate planning so mm-hmm. much. That's my least. Every week I'm like, this is the worst part of adult. <laughs> yeah. That's my favorite part food. is just like getting this box of food. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's what I have to eat. No, that sounds awesome. <laughs> okay. I think that wraps it up for this week. Thanks so much for listening. Be sure to subscribe to our show and visit our website, hopculturepod.com. We'll also be popping up on Instagram throughout the week. So follow Hop Culture Pod for more fun. See you next week. 